Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and you're listening to episode 19 of The Savvy Psychologist. I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. We'll use the best of psychology to help you be happy, healthy, and most importantly, yourself. Everyone needs a room of one's own, some more often than others. This week, we'll discuss five common, and not so common, variations on the state of seclusion. And next week, we'll cover six tips to help you feel better when the only version of the social butterflies you have is in your stomach. Sometimes I just want to be alone. There are a thousand reasons to utter this phrase. Time alone may mean basking in the peace of a silenced phone and a stack of books after a nonstop work week. Or it may mean time to write, compose, code, tinker, or otherwise revel in creative solitude. Or the request may be yelled by a sullen teenager through a slammed door. Or it may be your rationalization to avoid potential social awkwardness. Time spent in solitude exists on a spectrum. While some people can entertain themselves for days on end, others prefer constant companionship. What's healthy and best for your life is ultimately up to you. But here are some common variations on solitude. Solitude type number one, introversion. Sandy is a graphic designer. Her best ideas come when she's alone in her cozy office or working solo in a cafe with her laptop and the comforting buzz of strangers. She has a close circle of friends and loves to hang out one-on-one over dinner or a glass of wine. She's never been a fan of parties or work conferences, but she can muster the motivation to go a few times a year and usually comes home exhausted but glad she went. Occasionally, she'll go a whole weekend without seeing anyone, but she revels in her freedom, tries out new recipes, or curls up with stacks of magazines. After a weekend alone, she comes back to work on Monday recharged and with a clear head. It is a great time to be an introvert like Sandy. Introversion, at long last, is enjoying its glory days. It's even, I dare say, trendy. In an increasingly frenetic, team-based, social network-saturated world, the state of working and playing alone has gained value and respect, perhaps precisely because it's increasingly rare. Roughly half of Americans are introverts, and introverts, true to the word, have a rich internal life. They're happiest absorbed in a novel, writing code to create the next Facebook, or working in the garden with sunshine and butterflies as company. They're attentive listeners. They look before they leap. Susan Cain, best-selling author and introvert advocate, writes, there's a word for people who are in their heads too much. Thinkers. Introverts do enjoy social interaction, but usually prefer one-on-one conversations or the intimacy of a small group rather than a bar full of strangers or a raucous house party. 
Many introverts report having to be, quote, on while socializing, which may be taxing, but ultimately is satisfying. Introverts gain energy by being alone, while extroverts gain energy by being with others. Solitude type number two, taking off the mask. Megan is a sales rep. She puts on her game face at work and knows how to work her room, all smiles and handshakes. She's a leader on her team and prides herself in being a role model for her younger colleagues. A master at how to read any customer, she tailors her conversation and actions to close the deal. But she's exhausted at the end of the day, her face hurts from smiling, and she craves being alone so she can finally be herself and let down her guard. Like Megan, many people present themselves to the world with a certain image. The quote, social self, is, in short, the self you show to the world. Projecting it allows you to identify with a group. The social self can create a sense of belonging and appropriateness, but cast too far from your true self, it can simply be exhausting. It's one thing to behave in a professional manner, but another to project an entirely different persona. Solitude type number three, social anxiety. Marcus is a junior in college. He's majoring in history and is starting to take upper-level seminars, but he's getting dinged on participation because he's too nervous to contribute in class. He hates the sensation of all eyes at the table turning to look at him. Plus, by the time he's worked up the nerve to speak, the topic has usually changed. At mealtimes, he'll wait to eat with his roommates, even if he's starving, so no one will think he's a loser for eating by himself. In the dining hall, he worries he'll spill something or trip and that everyone will laugh at him. Yesterday, Marcus spotted an acquaintance walking his way. He felt nervous about striking up a conversation, so he changed directions, walking the long way around a building just to avoid his friend. On Friday and Saturday nights, Marcus retreats to a library carol or locks himself in a music practice room to avoid going to parties. He feels weak and stupid for being so nervous and wishes he could be as laid back as everyone else seems to be. Social anxiety, like Marcus has, is a fear of social or performance situations in which embarrassment, judgment, criticism, or rejection is perceived to be a danger. Now, performance doesn't just mean karaoke or public speaking, but also things like raising a hand in class, speaking up during a meeting, eating where someone might see you, or signing a check while the teller watches. Asking questions like asking where the lemongrass is while shopping in a grocery store can also be challenging. Individuals with social anxiety don't generally like to feel, quote, seen because they worry others will judge them. We all have awkward social moments, but social anxiety, which affects 3 to 13 percent of Americans, becomes a diagnosable disorder when it causes inordinate distress, is persistent, and derails one's life through all the time and energy spent in avoidance. Now, avoidance may include things like hiding in the bathroom, going the long way around to avoid interacting, only shopping or working out at odd hours when stores and gyms are empty, or avoiding social or professional gatherings due to anxiety. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Finally, social anxiety can be inconsistent depending on the audience. So for instance, around strangers, individuals with social anxiety often feel they have nothing to say or don't know what to say. However, with people they know well, like immediate family or close friends, they feel comfortable and able to contribute. Solitude type number four, the trauma paradox. 25-year-old Jessica had a tough childhood. She grew up with largely absent parents who were either working long hours or, when home, were checked out drinking. Her older male cousins lived with the family for a few years, and taking advantage of the unsupervised environment would make her do degrading things she didn't want to do. They said if she told anyone, they would hurt her, so she kept quiet. And today, among other difficulties, Jessica hates to be left alone and can't sleep when she's by herself. At the same time, she feels panicky when she has to be with strangers. She avoids being with unknown men at all costs, especially in elevators, subways, or other enclosed spaces. She both wants to be by herself and hates being by herself. Individuals like Jessica, who have been abused, humiliated, or betrayed by others, often want to be alone because they believe, from experience, that the world is dangerous or that people can't be trusted. Yet, at the same time, and for the same reasons, they're afraid to be left alone. This is a common response to trauma and a sign of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, which we talked about in the podcast three weeks ago. If this sounds familiar, Seek assistance from a qualified therapist you like and trust, especially if you also find yourself avoiding people, places, or experiences that remind you of what happened, or you feel anxious, jumpy, and on edge all the time. Solitude type number five, schizoid personality disorder. Michael is a 42-year-old security guard who works the graveyard shift. He has always been a loner, has no friends, and has never had sex or a relationship, but doesn't care one way or another. When he's not sleeping or at work, he'll watch TV or go for walks by himself. At work, the friendly cleaning lady will sometimes come by his station to chat, but he largely ignores her and doesn't miss her on the nights she skips his station. His parents, who live 20 minutes away, but whom he hasn't seen in months, left a voicemail a few nights ago saying they missed him and implored him to come home for Mother's Day. The message was long, so he deleted it. Schizoid personality disorder, or SPD, is rare, affecting less than 1% of the population, most often never married men. So despite the similar name, schizoid personality disorder shouldn't be confused with the serious illness of schizophrenia. Instead, SPD is a disorder where individuals neither want nor like close relationships. They often don't care about being part of a family, 
they may not seek out sex, and even if they have sex initiated by someone else, it doesn't seem to matter. Seemingly cold, apathetic, and aloof, neither criticism nor praise touches them, and they don't really enjoy anything. These are the true loners, whose behavior causes others more distress than it causes them. Of course, there are always temporary reasons to want to be alone. You've had it up to your eyeballs with bickering family. You're burned out and look forward to some me time. Or you want to process some problem or negative emotion without an audience for a little while. Everyone powers down sometimes, but for many of us, those socially awkward moments seem to have stretched into socially awkward decades. Next week, we'll cover six tips to help you get through. If the Savvy Psychologist is useful to you, let it be known by liking on Facebook, adding on Google+, or by subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. That's all for this week. A transcript of the podcast and references for the studies I mention are always available on quickanddirtytips.com savvy hyphen psychologist. Of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for psychiatric care or psychotherapy with a licensed professional. Names have been changed and details altered to protect privacy. Thanks for listening and to see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.